welcome back to another episode of Keybinds, the official podcast from Trample Gaming. I am the Mad Bishop. I'm joined by Pinch and Triceratops as always. First episode for the new year. If you listen to our last episode at the end of 2020, we recapped all of our favorite games that we played throughout that year. And today we're going to actually recap what the best sellers were. So highest grossing games for Steam. And we're going to talk about the best sellers list for Amazon just to kind of see how our list may have matched up with what people were actually buying this past year. And then we've got a whole litany of stories to cover. Everything from Epic Games' new headquarter to when Cyberpunk 2077 DLC is going to be coming out. I mean, there's just a lot to cover in addition to, obviously, the new stuff that's coming out about Valorant. Agent 14 has leaked, which we're going to be covering as well. So stick around. It's going to be a jam-packed episode. And let's just go ahead and kick it right off with what were the top-selling titles on Steam for 2020. I think a lot of these are going to be ones that we've already discussed, but I'm kind of excited to sort of break this down with everybody. So let's do it. Number one on the list, Dota 2. Does this surprise anyone? That's, that's what I thought. Should not surprise. Um, I... <laughs> I don't know. Is that is that surprising? I'm not sure. Like I, I don't know anything about Dota. That's fair. That's so fair. Man, I, is it a popular game right now? Well, I think it's certainly one of the highest grossing games of all time. Uh, I would assume certainly since it's been released. I mean, Dota's been out. Dota Two's been out in the wild for I don't know eight years, seven years. Something like that at this point. Um, so kind of makes sense that it's still extremely popular, but I guess I'm a little surprised that it was number one overall still, but uh, I don't know. That's that's where we're at in 2020. That's where we were at in 2020. Um, but yeah. I can imagine that 2020 pulled out a lot of old Dota players as well. Like, hey, we got nothing better to do. You know, like we can't go out to the <laughs> bar and drink anymore. Right. let's you know let's mess around on some dota yep that makes perfect sense to me i get it number two this one did surprise me a little bit but it makes sense actually doom eternal i i have not had a chance to play it unfortunately um really haven't played any of the new doom games i I don't know why they're of course in my backlog among millions of other games it seems like but doom eternal seemed really cool the gameplay i saw looked really fun i guess it makes sense i didn't realize it sold that well but a fun you know kind of single player experience like that during the pandemic yeah i guess that works all right next up fall guys ultimate knockout i think we've all played that uh number three on the valve list any thoughts there that made my list yeah i'm i'm not surprised i'm not surprised at all um I mean, especially with, uh, you know, the all of like the skins and the battle pass and everything that you can add on to the game to make it seem like you're having some sort of progress. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the crown hype. Yeah, yeah, of course, the crown hype. Yeah. Everybody, yeah, everybody wants a crown. Batman and... Oh, yeah. I never got one. Well, I got one for earning, you know, points. I never did either. Victor. I'm going to be real with you. My very first Fall Guys game, Paradoxus was watching me. 
I won. And I was oh. like, all right, that's it. I'm done. Don't need to play anymore. <laughs> Never tired. again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm undefeated at Fall Guys, guys. <laughs> Smart. That makes sense to me. <laughs> Coming in number four, we had Grand Theft Auto Five. Fun fact. This is actually the number two best-selling game of all time. I mean, of course, makes sense to me. This is a game that we joke about a lot because it's been on multiple consoles year after year. It's survived multiple generations of consoles at this point. Yeah, they just keep releasing it. I no, know. I played, and, and... I played GTA Five on the PS1. It was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's funny that you bring that up because... I think about the single-player experiences that we remember GTA 4 from back in the day on console, on PC, of course, later on. We didn't have any concept of what a GTA Online could actually look like, and here we go. This is what GTA Online can do for a game. It has kept it relevant for, I mean, eight years, almost nine years at this point. That's pretty incredible to me. I think it's also the same reason we haven't seen a new Grand Theft Auto game, uh, but we'll have not to see to, what. Not to mention all of like the GTA are like role players out there as well. Like those dudes literally yeah. play for hours, pretending to be their little guy in <laughs> in in the GTA world, which is actually really cool. Like it's cool it to is. watch. I don't think I have that kind of dedication personally. I could barely dedicate five hours every Saturday to play D and D. But I mean, kudos to them. I mean, they're they're at it day after day, pretending, you know, uh, to to be, you know, a random tagger on the street or to be a police officer or whatever, you know, mob boss, do whatever. The the modding community for GTA Five is incredible so kudos to you guys yeah i agree I, I do just want to quickly shout out the fact that i'll catch myself sometimes watching gta streams especially some of the crazy like courses that people will run you know like the the really insane kind of you know hard to complete courses um with their cars that i it's just it's just wild so anyways yes gta 5 it's, it's just amazing that it's had this lifespan uh Next up on the list, Monster Hunter World. That's coming in at number five. I, this is really the first time that you know Capcom's been able to bridge the gap between their super popular series, I would argue extremely popular in Japan, kind of broke into the mainstream here in the U.S. in a big way with Monster Hunter World just because of the new kind of technology that Capcom was able to bring because they're releasing it on, you know, just flat out better performing hardware pc and playstation and xbox and kind of moving away from the handheld console generation um and i don't know i i haven't had a chance to play it but it looks a lot of fun looks like a lot of fun i've seen people play it uh, one of my very good friends played a lot of monster hunter like hundreds and hundreds of hours into monster hunter uh world and and just enjoys it by the way monster hunter rise will be coming out on the Nintendo Switch sometime in 2021. I think it's like springtime, so uh, there will be a, a comeback to the roots, if you will, uh, for their Nintendo console. But uh, yeah, interesting nonetheless. Uh, quick, my question yeah. is that, uh, because I've never played any of the other Monster Hunters, okay? I've played Monster Okay, Hunter I World. have. 
Okay. My understanding is that the the other monster hunters are extremely harder than ha- Monster Hunter World. Like Monster Hunter World is like a watered down baby level version of the game. From my understanding. I uh, I don't I'll- know honestly, but if anybody ha- out there knows, please tell me. I I can tell you from a little bit of personal experience playing uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate, which was the kind of culmination, the the goodbye sending off, if you will, before Monster Hunter World um, came out. Of course, that was on the Switch. It was originally on the 3DS, was ported from the 3DS to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, It's a great game. So incredibly difficult. So confusing. No hand-holding whatsoever. Um, no real quality of life things that you see in Monster Hunter World that I'm aware of, like with tracking, and it's just it's a just more difficult kind of tedious experience. That's not to say bad. It's old school, right? It has old school sort of appeal in the way that you can not only build your characters but also the amount of monsters. There's actually more monsters in Generations Ultimate than there are in Monster Hunter World. Go figure, right? That's bizarre but um yeah just throwing that out there sorry to go on that random tangent but i I think it's actually relevant because you know capcom has had this huge series that's been massive in japan for obvious reasons that's what japanese players love they they enjoy this kind of um you know experience and now you can co-op and play online and play on pc and play on playstation xbox it just opens up the whole experience and yeah kind of makes sense it's in the top 10 because why wouldn't it be? It's been huge, and who doesn't love hunting monsters with your friends, especially during a pandemic? Uh, interesting, nonetheless. Let's see, so we got next up, Red Dead Redemption 2. I mean, that also makes sense. It was ported to Steam. I mean, why wouldn't it be on the list? Um, I still haven't played it yet, <laughs> admittedly, but I don't know. Any thoughts? Um, I see here it says that it, it was released on Steam right at the end of the year. I think that's kind mm-hmm. of become a big thing is to first release it on the console. Um, I think back to uh, Death Stranding when that mm-hmm. was on the PlayStation. Um, and I was really bummed because, like, I'll be honest with you, it's not like, uh, you know, like, I prefer my PC. Um, I, I don't really know how to, like, get into a game when I'm, like, sitting on the couch. Um, like I like to be like up on the screen and be able to like, you know, really be focused on what I'm doing. So for me is like really awesome to have that come out on PC so I could play it in a different way. That's more comfortable for me. So I don't know if it, that might be something that I, that I get to now that it's on steam or now that it's been on steam. Yeah. Uh, it's a valid point. I, I think that. I don't know. Some games maybe do sort of lend themselves to plopping in front of a couch and just hanging out. But I don't know. I'd argue an experience like this. Maybe you want to be a little bit more invested in, I guess, to play on PC. But yeah, you're right. The, the whole timed exclusives thing is just sort of interesting, right? Are we going to see more of those uh, kind of coming out in 2021? Well, of course we are. And there's so many other concerns with <laughs> what could happen with Bethesda. And are they going to have timed exclusives with their games on Xbox and PC versus moving them over to PlayStation. So, I mean, this is a good example that was consoles and now it's on PC. It has been for the last year. So, yeah, 
I might have to check it out. I'm, I'm with you on that. Hey, Sarah, real quick. You said that you like being up on your screen, right? Like you don't like to sit back and chill on your couch. Have you yeah. tried connecting your PlayStation or console box or whatever you have um, to your computer monitor and playing that way? No. Like I've I've hooked um like the switch to the Elgato before to stream like Animal Crossing. Okay, so it, I guess same thing. Yeah, yeah, right? it's the same same sort of idea. My question is, is like, how did you feel doing that? Oh, I liked it. Well, I mean, not only that, but like obviously the switch screen is smaller, so it was nice to have it like on a on an actual screen. Um, cause my, my, I have the, the light, so I don't, I can't connect it to the TV in any ways. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was nice. Um, I would if I had room on my desk <laughs> because I, I definitely like wouldn't want to have to like buy a game again just because I want to play it on my PC, you know? You hear that paradoxus? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Please don't. Ow. Ow. No, I'm kidding. Um, yeah, okay. No, I was just curious because I don't remember the last time I played a video game on my TV. Mm. And yeah. I, you know, like my PlayStation is sitting on the ground over there under my PC. Um, the, yeah, I mean, ours is a literal Netflix machine. Yeah. I, we don't play games on them. Like, uh, Alex played Ghost of Tsushima. He played, like, maybe, like, five minutes of final fantasy the other night like it's just not not a common thing for us you know this is true okay yeah yeah i i was just curious because like you know i in my in my experience i i agree with you i like being right up on the screen you know i don't like sitting back and kind of relax playing as some people yeah some people call it like I'm on. I'm typically always on the edge of my seat, which is probably why I have back issues. That and I'm three hundred years yeah. old. <laughs> Same. Well, it's like I'm old. Like my eyes are going. You know, my sight has never been the best, and it's just like our TV is big and it's close to the couch, and I still can't see shit. Like when I was playing Death Stranding, I would make Alex sit there with me. Number one, because it was it would freak me out, and number two. Because I had to keep asking him, what does it say to press for this? <laughs> Is that an X or a square? I, I literally can't see it. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the, basically, that's why I stopped playing because I was just like really uncomfortable. <laughs> Sorry, guys. We were doing a list, but we, yeah. we were we went okay. way off topic. Let's way let's, off topic. <laughs> let's reel it back a little bit. <laughs> what else is new on this podcast if you've been listening it's it's half the fun uh next up on the list we had rainbow six siege i haven't played siege in a long time again makes sense to see it on the list it's certainly a fun game uh it's an old game right what year did that come out oh siege has been out for oh goodness five years has it been five years now i have never played it it's good it's fun i think you might like it because you're you enjoy Valorant. It's a little bit different, um, but eh, still, still very very fun. I think it's a good game. The initial um, release date of uh, Rainbow Six Siege was April seventh, twenty fifteen. Okay, wow. So yeah, 
five years. Wow. Yeah, that's an old game. That's crazy that I just don't think of Siege as being that old. Um, hmm. Okay, that kind of blows my mind. I mean, I bought it like three years ago, and I thought it was like super old then, you know? Still only put like an hour into it. Oh no, we'll have to change that. It's I it's I yeah. bought the I was dumb and I bought like the super cheap edition of the game. Oh yeah. So like I would have to buy the upgraded edition or whatever with all the get all the operators. Yeah, yeah. With all the operators, because otherwise I'm just playing as like a no faced rook. So <laughs> Okay. Yeah, gotta change that for sure. Okay, we've got some things to talk about in 2021 and some games to play. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> all right, rounding out the last half of the list here, Counter-Strike. It's never going to go away. It's never going to stop. Skins, boxes, players keep coming back. Esports, what else can you say about it? It's just eternal. Counter-Strike is certainly here to stay. Uh, why wouldn't it be? I think it's only going to have another big year in 2021, especially from an esports perspective when Landstar coming back, certainly from a European perspective. Uh, but yeah, CS is, is still up there. Next up, PUBG. PUBG is on this list. Uh, I'm still shocked, I guess, but okay. Um, didn't realize that PUBG was still grossing that much as far as revenue is concerned from their player base but i guess so people still play PUBG. uh yeah apparently a lot of people and they spend a, a very good chunk of change on it I, i'm gonna assume you know this list is gonna take into account loot boxes and things right all of that you know all your highest grossing kind of yeah so valorant uh, coins <laughs> yeah yep no, <laughs> I mean, really, though, for real. And and again, we joke about games as a service, but I, this this is where we're at. I mean, you look at this list, a lot of them, that's where they're falling into, right? Uh, of course, the big breakout hit this year. Coming in at, uh, oh, gosh, number eight, Among Us. Love it. Yeah. What else can you say? We talked about it last week. Yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. That was my honorable mention. Yep. It's so much yep. fun. It's a good great game. game. Yep. And it's only going to, I think, continue to find, you know, at least moderate success moving forward, if not, you know, continuing to see the, the big success it has seen. Um, number nine is a game I just recently bought, Destiny 2. Um, new expansion. Yeah, it's good. I, I'm really liking it so far grindy and enjoyable and looter shooter heaven set in an MMO sort of world. I don't know. It's great. What, what can you say? It's destiny. It's good. Makes sense. They're making a ton of money still. Um, another game that came out, well, I guess three years ago. So anyways, and then finally number 10, cyberpunk 2077. What else can you say about it? It's cyberpunk number 10 top selling or top grossing games of this year. So, yeah, go figure. Now I'm going to move over to Amazon because I feel like we've got to try to include everybody. I'm just going to pick out a couple here that are interesting. Of course, number five, Animal Crossing. Well, of course, that makes sense. Top four are really just like gift cards, right? For PlayStation Store, Xbox gift card, and 
Nintendo eShop, but just going to pick out a couple of games. So Animal Crossing, number five, Roblox gift card. I might as well throw it out there, number six, because Roblox free to play. Obviously, people are buying Robux, so there you go. Number eight, <laughs> Super Mario 3D All-Stars. Uh, let's see what else we've got on the list. Mario Kart 8, number 14 on the list. So obviously a lot of kind of Switch-focused titles here on Amazon. Uh, number 21, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. Number 22, Cyberpunk 2077. Ring Fit Adventure, number 23. Hey, Minecraft. Yeah, so did I. I got to play it. I know <clears throat> we're going to skip that one. Number 25, Minecraft. Number 26, Hyrule Warriors. Number 27, Last of Us Part 2. Number 28, Zelda Breath of the Wild. So these are all kind of, I would say, what we would assume would be on the top, you know, 20, 30, 40 games on Amazon, just purely talking about actual games that were sold. So, yeah, lots of Nintendo titles. I think we're going to see the same success. There has been rumors of a sort of new console, a sort of upgraded Switch console coming in 2021. I don't know if that's actually going to happen. We'll see. We'll see if that actually changes anything about the dynamics of, you know, who's selling what in the next year. They announce something crazy. But nonetheless, yeah, those are your top grossing games on both Valve and or on Steam and on uh, Amazon as well. Moving on, we've got to cover that Epic Games is making a, a dress change, if you will. They are moving into a local shopping mall that is basically gone dormant, and they're going to convert it into their next headquarters by 2024. You can read the whole story over, um, well, just Google it. I mean, it's just find it. You can find it. <laughs> basically, <laughs> Epic Games is moving into a shopping mall. What else can you say about this? Uh, I mean, it, it was just sitting there. Might as well, if you've got a ton of employees, you don't want to move anywhere crazy. Shopping malls are kind of going the way of the dodo at this point, really. Retail is kind of going that way anyways, so I don't know. Any thoughts? I think it's awesome. It's a great idea. Yeah, I think so too. Oh, I was just going to ask, like, do you think they're going to allow their employees to skate it? Because... I I want to skate a mall so bad, dude. Like I really do, and I'm getting too old now. Like I'm starting to hit that point where, like, if I hop on a skateboard, these kids are gonna look at me like, "What's Grandpa doing on a skateboard?" You know? <laughs> I'd like to skate a mall at some point, so we gotta make that shit happen. That would be awesome, actually. I like it. Yeah. Uh, and you know what? Knowing Epic, it wouldn't shock me if they had a little skate park thing in there, a little half pipe or something um yeah. i mean it's just they have a it's a massive facility i mean this thing is huge it's it's the uh Curry town center the old Curry town center and this thing is just enormous i mean it's a mall right they're, they're gonna have to totally redo the inside of it i mean it's gonna be crazy but uh, over the next couple of years they're gonna be transitioning over um actually the next four years i guess and it does say yeah it's gonna mix offices with recreational spaces uh, so, can, I'm sorry. Can I time out for one second? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I'm just looking something up. Okay. I didn't want to smash my keyboard. Yeah. Okay. 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 I'm good. Okay. Did you have anything else to say about it? Because I would like to make one small little note. 
I, you jump my, in. My thought is that like I think it would be kind of cool if they had like a a GameStop still inside their headquarters, like a full functioning. <laughs> Like they they played they paid the GameStop employee to sit there, and just you know fucking do whatever GameStop employees do in yeah. their facility. Right, I like it. Oh well, you know they're gonna have to have some kind of homages to to Fortnite and all their other games that they've released, and it's gonna be a whole thing, I'm sure. Oh yeah, dude. Um, like the food court would be like all of like the the Fortnite food places, you know. I think this is a really neat thing, especially for the area that it's in, because it's a suburb uh, of um, of Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Raleigh is that? Yeah. It? Okay. Yeah. Um, so it's it's not in you know a, a huge metropolitan area, and it may you know like bring some jobs to to another part of the uh, the city. Yeah. It's pretty yeah. Cool. Yeah, it is kind of revitalizing it, isn't it? Yeah, you see all this empty retail space and stuff. It makes me so upset, you know? It's just such a waste. So it's, it's just good to see things repurposed. Green. All right, moving on to Cyberpunk 2077. So we were all sort of promised that we would see some DLC early 2021. What does that mean? Well, I was thinking probably middle of quarter one of this year. Haven't really seen much, but there was an emergency conference call December 15th. And if you look at the PDF transcript, CD Projekt president and the co-CEO both told investors that it was a little bit too early to really know when they were going to release this new DLC. Shocker. I know. I'm not going to hate on them. I I don't think there's anything to be angry about but when are we going to get new dlc who knows i think that while there certainly have multiple people working or departments working on bug fixes updates things that need to be changed in the current release and then working on new content that's going to be coming out you know they've got to prioritize and while they may be separate teams they've got to focus on getting things right the that should have been right the first time around and i mean the, the specific question so if you read the transcript it specifically says in quotes how do you feel about your ability to release a couple of DLCs next year and obviously multiplayer in 2022? Now, they knew that multiplayer was going to miss 2021, apparently. But, and I quote, this is a full answer, to be honest, it's too early to judge. At the moment, please let us handle the situation. Please let us make some more assessments. That's still ahead of us. We don't know yet. And now we're focused on improving Cyberpunk. We'll discuss this early next year. So I expect we'll hear some news maybe by... February, end of February, March, something like that. But do not hold your breath for Cyberpunk DLC. Any thoughts on this? Are we surprised? No. Not no. surprised. Not surprised at all. Okay. Not, okay. I expected it. And you know, yeah. it's, it's fine. It's all right. I'm okay with it. Sidebar. If it's going to be like a quality product, I don't care about waiting, you know. Which it might not be. Who knows? <laughs> We've waited this long and it's just like, okay. But it's really fun, you know? It's fun. I'm with you. I don't mind waiting if it's going to be some... I'm with you. If it's going to be... About that stuff. No. If it's going to be good, if they put the time and the care and the effort into whatever DLCs they're coming out with in this next year, I'm cool. I'm happy. That's fine. (laughs) Sidebar. uh, 
check all the places you buy games, guys, because Cyberpunk 2077 is on sale. Yeah. Go find it. Go find that $20 off, because I know I'm not paying $60 for the game. (laughs) It's out there. It is out there. There are some deep discounts on Cyberpunk, uh, if you know where you're looking. So, yeah. Interesting. I don't know. We're going to be following this game, I feel like, forever and ever at this point. Yeah, it's a we'll be covering this. <laughs> exactly, right? Yeah, another five years we'll be covering how multiplayer is taking over the world. Who knows, right? Come back to this and, you know, whatever. <laughs> you know, one thing I would like to see in the far future, not the near future, but the fairly far future, Cyberpunk in VR. Ooh. You know. Because I think that would be amazing. I don't What's think perfect we, for it. I don't think that we have I don't think we have it yet. You know, like I don't think it's ready yet. Like Cyberpunk as a whole, I don't think it's ready yet. Arguably our tech isn't ready for it yet. But I think that I think that in the future it would it would look really, really cool and potentially people could get lost in the whole game. Um, and we were we were talking about this off air, I think, about how cyberpunk's limitation was that it had to release on last gen consoles and that's really what kind of did it in if if they had just solely focused on the future and didn't really worry about trying to get it out to sort of the mass market of course they're not going to be able to do that i mean that's just not going to happen i get it but i think we would have had a very different conversation about what kind of could be coming in the future what the next generation of gaming looks like i think we still can have that conversation but it's been a little bit uh, dampened, I would say, by what's happened. But Pinch, I, I love it. That would be amazing in VR. Yeah, I, I agree with that, you know, because, like, I, if, if they would have just thought, thought um, you know, like, next-gen and basically top-of-the-line PCs could play Cyberpunk, I think it would drive the entire gaming market just that much more as a whole because there's going to be all of those other gamers who have that FOMO who's going to be like oh well now I have to buy a new PS5 now I have to buy a better graphics card or whatever like I I can't run it on my PC I can't run it well to the point where I appreciate the game and I have a 1080 Ti like it's not the greatest graphics card but it was at one point you know what I mean but arguably so has every other graphics card but uh, for me it's like i'll wait until i have the best gear to run it at optimal like at optimal settings to really see what the game is supposed to look like as intended by the developers because that's what you're supposed to do in my opinion with a game of this caliber and so far from everything that i've heard is just backlash from everyone so it kind of makes me sad, like the hype train did it again to everyone. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I unfortunately, you're right. And I mean, I can tell you even on I've got a 2080 Ti and I could crank it and turn on RTX and ray tracing. I mean, it is gorgeous, right? It It is fantastic, uh, spectacular. I think it is sort of what we're going to be looking at in the future when we can look back on it and say, yeah, this was kind of the start of something special you know maybe it's a it's a stepping stone to something bigger and better in the future and maybe this is the start of something beautiful with cyberpunk in general but 
it's so controversial, so interesting <laughs> to see what the responses have been. And I get it. I understand the consumer backlash. Uh, but I think that as divisive as it is, and who knows when we're getting new DLC, and who knows when we're getting multiplayer, and all the questions, it's still something that we have to just be aware of in the industry. We just have to know about it because, you know, this is kind of the, the beginning of the next steps, if you will, in my opinion. All right, last, certainly not least, we have some Valorant leaks. That's right, Agent 14 has been revealed. We already had an idea that this would be sort of a stealth-based character. We knew that, hey, we're going to have some pretty interesting abilities. Riot even came out and said, hey, listen, bear with us when we release or when we announce this character. Don't be freaked out. It's not going to be totally overpowered, uh, etc. But the kit is pretty insane. Uh, another agent with a flash. Um, we're going to get into the abilities in one second. Hilarious because the player base on Reddit, you, you got to check it out. Go to go to the Valorant sub on Reddit because there was a user who put up, all right, we've got Agent 15. And it was just like all these flashes, like their abilities were just flashes and the comments were <laughs> hilarious, just hilarious. Right. I, I And I understand people are a little upset that there's another character that has Another flash, I mean, you know, it makes sense. If it's a tactical shooter, you're going to have lots of flashes, smokes, utilities, things of that nature. So it makes sense. But what's really controversial are some of these other abilities. So, Sarah, do you want to just kind of take us through some of the abilities here and tell us what your thoughts are initially on this? And we can all kind of jump in. Of course, of course. Um, So it has been leaked. Um, by some, I guess, Russian hackers. Yeah. Uh, surprise, surprise. Um, that his name is Yoru. Y-O-U-R-U. Y-O-U-R-U. That's really hard to say. Um, so, people who play Omen are really excited about him. Yeah. Um, I think it's hilarious. They're already like, yep, that's my agent. I'm done. That's it. This is This is my new agent. This is my new main. It's over. So his Z ability uh, creates step sounds, which was actually teased on the icebox map uh, not too long ago. Someone was just like chilling in like a custom, you know, like suppose practicing abilities or something. And they walked out of spawn and all of a sudden there were just like these like almost like a like water droplet looking footprints just like walking in front of them and just like, all right, like what's, what is that? So, so it creates step sounds pretty neat. It's just a diversion tactic. Um, X is his flash. Uh, it apparently like ricochets off of something. It only will activate after it's bounced off, um, a, a surface. And then his C ability, um, is a portal. So you can place it. I'm not sure if there's going to be like a distance, um, threshold there but essentially you place it and then activate it and you go through it's almost like omen's uh teleportability uh and then q for his ultimate uh is basically becoming invisible and invulnerable mm -hmm. so he seems very much um like i think the most stealthy agent of all so far yeah, I would agree. Interesting. I feel like I'm probably going to hate him because I hate all the new agents when they come out. 
<laughs> Sky is still my least favorite. Just saying. Well, I, for me, being an Omen main, for sure, I think that there's just so many things to love about what this character can do. Also, th- we're also seeing something that hasn't been introduced before where sound is a problem. Um, like as far as footsteps go, footsteps could deceive you at this point. That's kind of creepy. I, that's going to, you know, we always call it a horror game, right? Well, here you go. It is. Yeah, it is. And, and I think that we're going to really start to see a shift where teams are going to have to have a cipher. Everybody's going to have to have some kind of cipher or Sova or something to try to counter this because this is going to be uh, interesting to have to deal with. I, I'm, certainly curious about exactly how some of these things are going to work you know like uh, how they can tp to the portal i know it's like time based and then i think it's distance based as well so like if you fire it in one direction like like the the timer increases or something or uh, decreases so you have to use it faster there's something about it there there are some slight sort of drawbacks with all of them but uh, it does seem at first blush sort of OP. I certainly think the bouncing flash is going to be a big deal. And I think that the op play is going to be a big deal with this character. I don't know. Um, <laughs> and of course, both Pinch, Sarah, y'all both play mostly kind of Sentinel agents. So I think you're going to be invaluable when, when this guy actually comes out. Pinch, what do you think about it? I mean, I think I think we should just all play flashes all the time. Like ev- everyone, there should always be five flashes on on a team, because that just makes sense now. Like we just have to outflash. Yeah, the strat is to outflash the other players. It's not it's not getting the bomb down. It's not killing people. It's just who can who can s- flash stun everybody for the longest. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I, I, <laughs> he's like all of that in one. <laughs> I, I think that this this agent is going to be super super OP. They're going to immediately, they're going to immediately uh, nerf it as soon as it comes out because they, for the most part, have done that with all the agents. Um, but I think you're right. I think that you're going to need a sentinel. You're going to need an anchor, a uh, a cipher, a, a killjoy, a sova on your team to figure out where the even more so where where the opposing team is because i mean there's there's entries but no but the entry play isn't as strong as it used to be you know mm-hmm. yeah this could change that big time mm-hmm. big time i, I mean one of the things that people were excited about that they would have another entry fragger it seems like we don't need another duelist, but you know. Uh, you know, strangely enough, I'm I'm kind of okay with it. I, I think that if it makes attacking a little bit more interesting because you have to deal with this guy now, I'm kind of all for it. I, I mean, it's going to also be interesting on defense as well, some of these abilities, especially the TP, uh, especially the ultimate if you push out and you know, try to catch people, but I don't know. It, it's, uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll just have to see. We'll have to see. There's going to, you already know that 
week one, there's going to be people who are just labbing this thing and figuring everything out. Uh, and I'm sure there's going to be some broken stuff. There, there always appears to be some broken stuff. Every time new agents are released, they get them fixed fairly quickly. But still, it's going to be interesting. Of course, the new battle pass has also been leaked. Uh, I'm really excited about that. Yeah, I want lots of cool shaker. stuff. Great. Oh my gosh. Yeah, so much good stuff in there. <laughs> yep. Very exciting. Excited. Hopefully a new map, though. That's That's what I'm holding out for. Fingers crossed. One, just one more. Just one more map. Give it. Give me one more map. Why? It doesn't um, matter. We're gonna. We're gonna be playing Haven for the rest of our lives. Yeah. We, just, we get the same map every time we play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Haven or Icebox. Oh God. Get me away from Icebox. Just let Good me Lord. play as Killjoy on a set. That's it. That's all I want. <laughs> like, please. I swear that's her best map. It's so good. She's so good on that map. I know still, even with the nerfs, she's still very strong there. Yeah. It's true. Well, nonetheless, let's uh, wrap up this episode as we normally do, since we're back to a normal format for the start of 2021. We're going to cover what we've been listening to, what we've been watching, and what we've been playing. So, I don't know, I guess I'll just kick it off. What have I been listening to? Well, Playboy Cardi, new album interesting i'm gonna leave it at that very divisive record i think it's pretty good it's very different some real kind of deep dark things happening there but that's it and then of course mf doom rest in peace one of the the best of all time i would argue i've been listening to mostly mad villainy because that's my favorite album of his but a couple other things sprinkled in there so yes go listen to some mf doom if you've never never heard him before Make sure you spell it with all caps. Uh, Pinch, what have you been listening to? Uh, so I too have been listening to Doom, uh, but it reminded me that, you know, the time when I was listening to Doom, I was also listening to like most F and mm-hmm. you know, even, even more so like going a little bit further back into like Wu-Tang and stuff. So I've been listening to a lot of that, but also Grandson dropped a new album on this on December 4th, I believe. Yes. Uh, and have been listening to that. Really, really good. Um, shout out to Beefy for hooking it up and letting me know about that album because I wouldn't have known otherwise. So uh he has such good taste in music and he also told me about that album back when it came out. I mean we've we've vibed about grandson before. He's a great artist. I was very stoked when that album came out. I didn't realize that it had come out worth checking out. So good. What have you yes. been listening to, Sarah? Um, I've been listening to kind of a random artist. Um, she's been featured on like Alt Nation recently, but her name is Claro. Um, specifically the song Sophia, and another one that I just found today that's also really good is called Flaming Hot Cheetos. Um, <laughs> it's it's really good, like kind of like chill, like vibe music. I feel like it's probably like more for um maybe Gen Z, <laughs> like might be a little out of my age range, but whatever. Forever young, it's fine. Yep. I can listen to cool kid music. I'm with you. Never too old for cool kid music or K pop. All right. It's fine. Sure. Whatever <laughs> I'm gonna go listen to my uh millennial jazz. <laughs> Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah, there it is there it is 
<laughs> oh my god. Well, Pinch, what have you been watching? Uh, so... Um, a lot of Hulu. Like, there's just a ton of stuff, a ton of different stuff on Hulu. Uh, I watched all of Atlanta, which is really, really good. Highly mm. recommend. Um, I watched Wu-Tang and American Saga, um, which is also really, really good. Because, I mean, Rizzo was the executive producer, so of course it's going to be good. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... Uh, stupid. Uh, I went and I watched The Last Dragon. Because, <laughs> you know... I it's the last dragon why not you know bruce leroy show enough i'm that old guys i'm that old yes all right if you don't know what the last dragon is go go watch it it's a really bad 80s kung fu movie i didn't realize it was on hulu that's funny 1985 was when it was when it was made action comedy holy crap Wow, I also didn't realize it was that old either. Go figure. Yeah, okay, so obviously you guys have seen Last Dragon, right? Oh, yeah. Okay, so my... It's okay, I... It's okay. Um, <laughs> but Shonuff, right? We need to do a remake, and we need to do it quick, but we need to have Buster Rhymes be Shonuff. <laughs> because like and my man's getting old already like bus is pretty old already but like i think he would he would do a really good show enough but anyway that's my two cents nice i'm with it i'm I'm always reminded of this movie because at the locals at b's infinite hobbies go check them out um <laughs> we have a player who always goes by show enough and just hilarious just makes me laugh every time i see it you know it's does like he, yes does he actually say who's the master <laughs> no he, but is, he's not old enough to know is he oh no 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 he's oh, older he's older than us yeah he's yeah in his 40s yeah he's 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 definitely older than us um, okay which well. is which is great it's funny that i haven't recognized it i've actually never had this conversation with him okay bookmark this next time i see him i'm going to talk to him about last dragon <laughs> I can't believe I've never talked like Snack Dad. Yeah, Snack Dad. Shout out Snack Dad, dude. Good people. Good people. <laughs> sorry. Wow, sorry. We we went on another tangent, guys. We're back. This is amazing. Well we do. Bear <laughs> with us. It's a tangent. <laughs> it's our first week in twenty twenty one. We're we're still learning the ropes here. It's fine. Sarah, what did you watch this <laughs> season? <laughs> God. Um I watched a couple things. I'm going to go with, like, the light side first, and then, like, my, like, weird, like, true crime side. Um, so, every Christmas, I have to watch The Santa Claus. It's one of my favorite Christmas movies. Um, I didn't get to watch any of, like, the old, like, claymation movies this year, just because, like, I don't know. Christmas just didn't feel like Christmas this time around, but... I did manage to watch the Santa Claus and it was wonderful as always. Um, and then I believe it was day after Christmas. Maybe I started a docu series on Netflix that I didn't know existed. Um, and I'm kind of bummed. It took me two years to really figure out that it was a thing, 
Um, it's a series called Evil Genius, the true story of America's most diabolical bank heist. And I highly recommend it. It is um, interesting, <laughs> <laughs> really dark, um, but that's why I love it. It's produced by um, the Duplass brothers or Duplass, Duplass brothers, uh, Mark and Jay. Um, they did um, a really good movie that was on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on there, but one called Creep. And I think there was actually a second one, Creep 2. Super good, like weird, like uh, thriller. Um, and then they also did like a romance one called Blue Jay with Sarah Paulson. Super, super good with like the like creep factor of things or like like <laughs> eerie feeling, like just just really well done. Um, so I, I really recommend it. Um, Without go- giving away anything, was that the one with the lady? Yes. Okay. That was good. Yeah. That one was. I, a- I'm only on episode two, so I'm not like fully sure of like her like real like i'm just learning like her role and everything but yeah Yo, i finished good. it and i still don't understand her full role in it it's so. it's definitely like it feels like it's not about her it's about more like what happened not like who was responsible for it i don't know like um yeah but it's weird right yeah that was good that was a good one yeah. <laughs> if you like true crime, if you like some like effed up ass, I'm sorry. Did I? No, I didn't say it. Okay. Yeah, some effed up ass. That's for you. <laughs> All right. Bishop, what did you watch? <laughs> I've been, uh, of course, watching wrestling. Uh, Wrestle Kingdom was this past weekend. Uh, I caught a little bit of it, saw some of the highlights. So that was cool. Of course, that was uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's like big, big pay per view event. Um, not going to spoil anything, but there is a. Uh, there were some titles that that changed hands that were pretty interesting, and of course, John Moxley cut a, a pretty cool promo. So, uh, yeah, cool to see NJPW still doing their thing in 2021. It's awesome. And then, of course, watch the All Elite Wrestling Brody Lee tribute show. Brody Lee passed away, um, day after Christmas actually, and really hit the wrestling world super hard. Uh, a lot of fans, it hit super hard as well. And they had a very, very touching tribute uh, show for him and for his family. Uh, I would definitely recommend check out the, the clips on YouTube. Even if you're not a wrestling fan, it's just incredible to see how All Elite Wrestling honored uh, one of their, I would say, best recent performers that they've signed. Um, just a shame. Just a shame that he's gone. But I think they did a just an incredible job tributing his life. So um issues if you're gonna watch it yeah yeah definitely definitely lots of lots the whole time (laughs) yeah somebody was definitely chopping onions in our household that evening uh last wednesday but um yeah all right so moving on to what we've been playing my goodness this is going to be all over the place for most of us but um i guess uh pinch want to kick us off what have you been playing uh so i've been playing Spelunky too, <laughs> yes. Uh, because of the so Sp- Spelunky is like a platforming roguelike that makes you hate yourself. It's like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's like the Dark Souls of platformers, basically. 
It's it's really <laughs> really hard. Like it is not e- an easy game. But I've been playing with Beefy, of course, and our dungeon master um from our D&D group. And even with three people, it's not easy. So definitely definitely don't play this game because you'll hate yourself, you'll cry, and you'll think that you can never amount to anything. Um, <laughs> but if you like that sort of thing, you know, if you're masochistic, definitely play it. And then I've also been playing a lot of chess, both like in like face-to-face with Paradoxes and online with Melkor because chess what is What else can you say? <laughs> yeah. Chess had a big-ass year in 2020. Which, it and it's not it going to really slow down. Did. I feel like I'm the only person that didn't learn how to play chess this year. Do you want well, to we're going to change that. We're going to change uh, that. Literally, go to chess.com. No. Go to chess.com. Okay, 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 okay. I'm going to tell you the same thing that I tell Bish sometimes when he tries to make me do things. I don't want to do Mm-hmm. It's a turn-based strategy game. You'll love it. I don't <clears> want to <throat> do it. No. <laughs> No, there's too much to remember. I'm a very simple person. Uh, nothing wrong with that. So, okay, think Fine. of think of chess. No. If you think of chess like Valorant, then you'll you'll have an easy time. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. there's only it's an eight by eight grid. You can't go outside the eight by eight grid. Each yeah. one of your each one of your agents does one thing in particular very well. Okay. Valid point. And. The way to win is to make sure that the king is dead. That's it. Huh. Kill the king. Oh. Kill the king, you win the game. So, like, if you, if you look at it from that perspective, and then you learn how to play the game, like, you don't have to remember, like, you know, what opening is this? What book move is this? You know, if, if so-and-so plays this piece here, the proper counter is to do... Th- no, Fuck all of that shit, dude. Learn how to play the game, enjoy it, and you know, just in in my opinion, like I've I've been playing chess for a very long time, and I'm still really bad at it. Like, I'll tell you my chess Same. story really quick because I know that we're running out of time because you know we talk a lot and it's terrible. But my chess story, I went into I shit you not this like old Asian antique store with my mom and it smelled like it smelled like nag champa in there and there was gaudy jade everything everywhere okay yes that's what i love in the back back corner in like the darkest part of this already old antique store was this like crazy chess board that was like pocket sized almost like it was tiny and the chess pieces all had pegs on it but the cool thing is is it was also a computer so you could play against the computer so i would sit there and i would move my piece and then it would say it would say you know like night to whatever and then so i would move i would move the computer's piece for it and if i moved it in the wrong spot it would just go ant you know, so like I kind of learned how the pieces moved by the computer telling me where to put the piece. Interesting. So like I kind of, in a way, was self-taught. I'm never going to forget that store. I have no idea where I was or, you know, like I know the old man looked like the old man from the Jackie Jan cartoon. But then again, I could just be making that up. I don't know. But that's how I learned how to play chess. Highly recommend. 
Learn how to play chess. <laughs> yes, we can. We can. We're going to make it a point. This is going to happen because I also love playing chess. I played chess in high school. Shocker. I know. Very cool. Oh. I know. <laughs> yeah. Real surprise there. <clears throat> Anyways. <laughs> Sorry. That's what I played. Sarah, what have you been playing? Yeah. Yeah. So I, uh, I actually started two new games. So other than playing my normal Valorant, obviously, I gotta get some. I even, uh, you know, I even just played a couple death matches today just for fun. Didn't actually play any games, but you know, um, I started Destiny Two with Bish. Nice. He started it, and then he like you know helped me through the tutorial. Um, so I'm gonna get like I'm gonna tell you something that I I literally told him that I was really like mad at myself. Okay, this is so stupid. Within the first, like, what would you say, bitch? Like five minutes? Yeah, about tutorial. Yeah, I literally the enemies scared me so bad. I cried. I screamed and cried. They like jumped out, and I swear to you, I almost had a heart attack. Um, I was there. I saw it. It's true. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> But, like, if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. Like, like jump out of fucking nowhere. <laughs> it's terrifying. Anyways, <laughs> after I got through that, it's super fun. Um, you know, I've been playing uh, Warframe as well. Not so much the last, like, couple weeks. But, um, you know, it's just uh, very similar. You just, you know, go on the runs and what are, what are they called? Uh, strikes there's strikes and there's raids and all raids, sorts of stuff yeah, yeah. All that stuff. that's super fun you know a little bit of looting it's it's uh it's great and bish says apparently i have natural aim so mm, playing all that valorant doesn't hurt valorant for that yes mm-hmm. um the second game that i started is stardew valley i have three farms currently with my friends uh and it's a blast I see why people like it. Um, it reminds me of Animal Crossing, just without as many like humanized animals. <laughs> um, yeah, super fun. It's uh, it's summer right now on one of my well, all of all of them. Yeah, I think it's summer on all three of my farms at this point. I'm trying to woo over people to uh, start dating me. So that's always fun. Yeah. Paradoxus did say that she wanted to play with you guys at some point, so... Yes, absolutely. We can have a girl's farm. I love it. I'm so down. Yeah, anyways, okay, uh, Bish? Is it you? Yep. Go for it. me. I've been playing a ton of games. This is drastically different than my norm here. Started the Final Fantasy VII Remake. It's awesome so far. I mean, what else can you say? It's just great. Uh, I've been playing some more Cyberpunk. Obviously, Destiny 2, which we got into. I'm really enjoying Destiny 2. I think it's weird that they scrapped the original campaign and it's just a completely different game than it was when it first came out. Um, I don't know. Just strange to me that the whole like Red War campaign is just gone. There's just... I don't know. Whatever. But it's, it's good. I do enjoy it. Uh, I've been playing Smash Bros. Obviously, Sephiroth came out. And he's awesome. Definitely love him. Hopefully we'll get a chance to play him in bracket soon and get stomped. So looking forward to that. And then, of course, Valorant. And definitely excited for this next agent. See what that's all about. 
and maybe uh, get my rank up or go down. Who knows? Whatever. It's Valorant. This is what happens. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm going to wrap it. What's that? Ring Fit Adventure. I haven't played Ring Fit Adventure. No, soon. My TV just got fixed today. So if I become a higher level than you, Bishop, we're going to have problems. No, boy. Here we go. Let's go. go. Uh Uh-oh. Do it, do it, do it. Oh, boy. We're going to have problems if I I out-level you. Should I hear this peer pressure? I... I'll be taking bits uh, in our Discord, trample.discord.gg. Yeah. Oh. You can find me on there. I'm an admin. <laughs> no. CC. No. God almighty. No. Okay. I, I will work on that this week. I promise. No. I No. We're done. I will work on it this week. I promise. I will start doing some Ring Fit Adventure stuff. I know uh, Dudas Monk has been playing that a lot recently. It's he's awesome. Doing it. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It's he's good. totally killing it. Makes me, makes me feel like a lump. I know, Sam. <laughs> hey, new year, new me. Let's get it. Um, <laughs> all right, so we're going to wrap up episode 11 of Keybinds, our official podcast for Trample Gaming. Thanks for tuning in. Our first episode for 2021 should be back next week. Not 100% sure what we'll be covering. There might be one story that kind of interests me, especially about how the video game industry has just toppled almost every other entertainment industry globally for 2020. So might be covering that next week. We'll see, but we'll be back. Thanks again for listening. Hope you have a wonderful, safe, happy rest of your, you know, new year. And we will catch you next week. Adios, y'all. Bye. Later. I don't even think I told you this yet. Like, I'm going through security, right? And, like, I, I go behind this, like, couple and just put my shit up, whatever. And um, their shit goes through, my shit goes through. I come out the other side, and I'm just waiting, right? Mm-hmm. And their shit gets flagged. So, like, I'm already on the other side of security and shit now, and which is awkward is because you know, mm-hmm. there's there's three people now in this small area and sure enough, I, uh, <laughs> they comes back and they're like, yeah, we gotta run this again. And it was, like, all their shit, and they had to, like, keep running their shit. <laughs> Like through multiple times because like their shit got flagged, and then the next guy comes through, and like my shit is about to come out at this point. None of my shit gets flagged. All is all is fine, you know. Um, and I was just like, "What the fuck is happening?" And then the next guy behind me, all his shit gets flagged, <laughs> and they're going through his fucking shit with like the baton, and they're like, and like I literally had just talked to this guy. I was like, "Oh, you're gonna have to wait a second because they're still doing, you know, the people in front of me." And he's like, oh, "It's okay." He's like, "I just really gotta pee really bad." And I was like, "All right, well, I hope your shit doesn't get flagged." And sure enough, his shit gets flagged. My shit just comes on right through, and I'm just like, "Cool, all right, peace, y'all." Hardcore <laughs> <laughs> scared of these motherfuckers. Like, yeah. Well.